we're asking questions to people in the community say, hey, what would you like to see here? What, what would you like to experience here? How can we bless you? How can we help you? Um, Needs-based, and um, it's a very small staff. It's only four of us and a cadre of volunteers. And everything we do, whether it's the computer programming class um, or whether it's the fitness class or just a job fair, all that is based on hearing the need in the community. Welcome to Grace in 30 on WERA, Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Sal Dietry, the co-host of Grace in 30. This show is about highlighting people and organizations in our area who are living instruments of God's grace in the D.C. area and across the country with a call to action to you, our listeners, get involved in your faith, get involved in your communities, And today, no greater example, we're joined by Ernest Glover. He's the director of the D.C. Dream Center and the Southeast White House. Ernest is an amazing story. He he had a career in politics, but an internship in 2007 on Capitol Hill gave him the opportunity to explore his faith in the D.C. area and deal with D.C. inner city youth. During this time on the Hill, he began volunteering at the Southeast White House, an event that would change his life. Ernest, welcome to Grace and 30, and welcome to WERA. Yes, thank you so much, Saul. It's so great to be here. I want to say thank you to all the listeners for tuning in today. And again, my story is one of just sharing uh, what the Lord has done in my life. So I really feel like this will be an opportunity for me to be a herald for Him. So I just say thank you so much for setting me up to be able to do that. Yeah, uh, give us a little bit of background on uh, the Southeast White House and the Dream Center and your connection there, um, kind of coming out of your career on the Hill and how you got involved through church and then at the Southeast White House. Uh, Take us through that, man. Yes, thank you so much uh, for asking that question. So my my story is... uh, you know, I, I don't want to say unique, but it's definitely um, a different story, uh, one that I would have not picked for myself. Um, I ended up uh, going to undergrad at Defiance College in Defiance, Ohio. Um, I would marry my girlfriend from that time, uh, Rachel, but uh, in between me graduating, I, I graduated in the, the winter of 06, um, I was like, hey, I'm going to grad school at the University of Denver, and I want to have an opportunity to have um, an internship from D.C. on my resume. And a friend had told me of this program and was just like, hey, Ernest, I know you're a believer. Um, it's called Cornerstone. I just think you should check it out. And I was like, no, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll look into it. So after I graduated, I said, okay, I'm, I want to stay sharp. So I went to community college in Michigan, where I'm originally from, Detroit, and ended up applying for that uh, internship, Cornerstone, and was accepted and said, this is great. Now, I didn't really understand. We were talking about the principles of Jesus and saying, what would it take for someone to follow Jesus? What does that look like? And I said, well, I go to church. I mean, so... I think I'm good there. This would be, this would be great. Right. So um, I ended up uh, coming out and was just um, rocked to my core personally because this was the first time for me where the head of a follower of Jesus really met the heart and the practical application. So these were people that we had opportunity to meet who said, well, in me and my gift set, 
in following Jesus, I feel like he's called me to be in the inner city ministry, or he's called me to work on the hill, or he's called me to work in this for-profit or non-profit business, and this is how I represent Jesus in that space. And I, that was unheard of to me at the time, because I'm like, well, I only thought pastors could, could do that if people worked in the church. Um, right, and you find that, you know, whatever our talents are, we can all have that kind of impact. Correct. Correct. So um, I, I ended up um, being on the Hill for that internship with uh, Congressman Bart Stupak. He was in the first district of Michigan and uh, ended up uh, from there getting connected to the Southeast White House. We would just volunteer there. So I would clean the floors and had the opportunity to um, talk to two of the founders there, Sammy Morrison, Scott Demick, who, who passed as of last year. And that's where I met these guys. And um, the Lord really, in that time, while it's just a summer, I want to encourage anyone who's listening, who's like, oh, well, I'm going to this summer program, or I'm just doing this thing for a month or two. It's like, hey, you have no idea how the Lord can use that. Uh, my accountability partner, Ben Davis, came through, through that. So when I'm in grad school out in Denver, he was encouraging me the whole way and was challenging me with the Word of God in a way that I'd never been challenged before. And so after I graduate, get married, move out to D.C., at that time, quite frankly, saw like my relationship with God was more of like, hey, God, I'm really busy. So here's my plans, and I'm going to give them to you. And I just want you to bless it. And <laughs> right. that's where I was. And so I was like, God, you're listening. The plan is going great. I'm here in D.C. I'm married now, and I'm going to get my job with the FBI or, or, and all that good stuff. And it was Ben who said, Ernest, hey, well, that sounds great. I really want you to be a mentor at the White House. I really feel like the Lord put it on my heart for you to be a mentor there. And I just got married. I hadn't even been married a year, so I asked him, I said, could you give me a year of marriage? And if it's still on your heart, you call me back and, you know, let me know. And if your <laughs> wife lets you. Exactly. You know, you, you, as a newly married man, you've got yes. to test that water. You, you have know. to. You have to, right? So my uh, wife, Rachel, is amazing. And uh, definitely he called me back in a year. And she had said yes. So I, I became a mentor. So I stayed connected with the White House. And didn't get that job um, with the FBI or Homeland Security or anything like that. Ended up working in healthcare. And uh, for me personally, what that really was was like my wilderness journey. Um, I, and I don't say that tongue in cheek at all. I really had to do some growing up, you know. And I realized that like the children of Israel, they had to do some growing up during that season um, to to really understand and to have faith in the faithfulness of God. And I was not there yet. So those four years of me working in healthcare were foundational to my faith. Again, not only did Ben point me in the direction of being a mentor at the White House, but he also pointed me to National Community Church, where I've been a member for 10 years and been there. And through the small groups there, through the ministry there, I was growing that entire time. So when an opportunity, and this segues into your, your question of like, hey, the, the White House and Dream Center set that up, and, and this... This is a story of the Lord, uh, quite frankly, and it's a story of relationship and the power of relationship. Because while I'm doing all this, unbeknownst to me, um, the, the White House uh, started February 6, 1996. National Community Church starts January 1996. Pastor Mark Batterson and Scott and Sammy, they knew each other um, through a common connector, Dick Foth. And as the years progressed, and it was put on Pastor Mark's heart, as well as Pastor Joel, our executive pastor's heart, for a dream center, um, they were encouraged by Dick, the mutual friend, to be like, hey, reach out to Scott and Sammy. And through a number of conversations and a lot of prayer, the concept and idea of 
Let's partner and create this dream center, this community center, this space for Jesus in the community um, was birth. And then I come on the scene in, in the end of 12 and have the privilege of being able to serve the Lord in that capacity. So, again, um, those ministries, <laughs> National Community Church and Southeast White House, 1996, I was a kid in Detroit. I had no idea what the Lord was doing. So, you know, it's amazing to me that his sovereignty is real. And I was able to experience in my life in a way. So. Yes, yeah, so the Dream Center comes about. You're the executive director. Tell us about uh, some of the things that go on at the Dream Center. Your approach there. Mm-hmm. It's a holistic approach, mm-hmm. I would say. You've got services. You've got mentoring. You've got faith tutoring, personal development. I went through the list. Mm-hmm. You've got ways for for youth to experience what God's calling them to do in the arts, dance, for people to to grow into themselves in many dimensions. Tell me a little bit about the Dream Center and how it operates. Yeah, thank you, Saul. And and to really start there, it's for us, we we are not uh, social engineers. We we are not the smartest people on the planet. Uh, We always take the position of, hey, we want to be a servant just like Christ, so we want to humble ourselves. So what that practically means is we're asking questions of people in the community say, hey, what would you like to see? here? What, what would you like to experience here? How can we bless you? How can we help you? And we've been blessed by a partnership with Purple Strategies, branding marketing company here in Virginia. And they um, did a survey for us, a qualitative and quantitative sur- survey for us. And we were able to interview members of the community and, and really not only hear what they are dreaming about, for Dream Center but before it was built, but also to hear the the blessing of the White House and that ministry that had been there in Southeast D.C. for 22 years, being a presence for Jesus in the community, a house on a hill for all people, that if you're alive and breathing, you come in the door. And to be able to hear how that ministry blessed them and that this outgrowth of that ministry, this Dream Center where we have an expansion of programming could happen, it was just great to be able to hear that and really get a pulse of the people. So um, needs-based, and um, it's a very small staff, it's only four of us, and a cadre of volunteers, and everything we do, whether it's the computer programming class, um, or whether it's the fitness class, or just a job fair that we partner with Flourish Now and a lot of other um, ministries in the city to pull off, Anacostia River Church, um, the House DC, and a couple others, we're there for that. All that is based on hearing the need in the community. Um, again, we really want to be able to meet the need instead of assuming it, um, instead of just thinking like, oh, well, I see this, so that means that. It's like, no, let's just ask and find out, and let's really try to bring some laser focus to this. Yeah, and you've got prayer service. You've got community prayer Correct. opportunities. It's, I think it's safe to say that you're there uh, asking people through, through God's intervention to look at their God-given talents and provide mentors who are examples of, as you put it, we like to say on this show, God's grace, Amen. which is that we all have something Amen. to give, just as God's yes. always given to us. Without asking anything, you know, it's an opportunity for people to be instruments of that grace and mm-hmm. be hands-on. Yes. And, and that can take any any role. I mean, everyone's got a talent, or even if you don't have a talent, you have a need for them down at the D.C. Dream Center. Correct. And, and I really think it's Acts 1-8 right you know you will be my witnesses right and i think you know we we need to understand like hey um it's about being so that starts right now 
So, you know, that isn't something that, that happens at some later date. That That's this very moment of being a witness to Jesus in, in whatever the capacity. And I just want to zoom out because and having um, the Southeast White House, um, which is, and just to give the, the listeners a little bit of a story on that, it is literally a White House on a hill on Pennsylvania Avenue, um, lovingly dubbed the Little White House by people in the community, and we kept that. And uh, right now with uh, the ministries like the after school program, the mentoring program, martial arts, dance, it used to happen in his home. Now that's in the Dream Center. So we freed up the Southeast White House to, to be a house of discipleship, a house of ministry. So we have our prayer breakfasts there, which we've had for a number of years and our reconciliation luncheons, the first and third Wednesday of every month. And this gives us an opportunity to really cross all the lines that would normally divide people by finding the commonality between people and then just having a moment to be able to share with them Jesus in, in, that, in that moment to say, hey, there's more that connects us than you think. And we just want to be able to to lift that up and lift up the name of Jesus. And then the the Dream Centers, um, just in a nutshell, like you, you were saying, like, hey, everybody has a measure of grace and we want to be able to, to step into that fully. So that's our community. Center, So, you know, that's where the needs are met. And I, I really think about James in this. It's like, hey, faith without works is dead. So this is for us, the opportunity to earn the right to be heard by people in our community by serving them and then looking for the window relationally to be able to share Jesus. Right. Like we're not beating people overhead. We're not baiting and switching anyone like, oh, right. come on in and, and then hit them with like, you're not going to get this service unless or, you know, whatever. It's like, hey, we really want to be your friends. We realize that relationship carries the day. I mean, I think we see that in Scripture with Jesus. I mean, he called his disciples into relationship. So that's that's our model. That's what we try our best to do by the grace of God. Uh, we've been stepping into it, and, and he's really been blessing us in that. Okay, I want to give a quick break and then come back and talk to you about some of these uh, amazing mentor stories. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Grace in 30 radio show on WERA Arlington, 96.7 FM. We're talking with Ernest Clover, director of the D.C. Dream Center and the Southeast White House, about their work to raise up D.C. youth through a combination of mentoring, prayer, and personal development. You all have a motto, I love it, a habit of hope. Mm-hmm. And it, Tell us how that fits into uh, what you're doing at the D.C. Dream Center, because it's real. These are real kids who are coming in from tough backgrounds and building that habit is a huge difference uh, one step at a time. It builds mm-hmm. builds credibility, it builds faith, it builds relationships with the mentors. Tell us about A Habit of Hope. Yeah, and I, w- I would say, you know, that that's huge, and, uh, and I love that you pulled that out, Saul. And, and the, the thing is, like, so I'll just kind of talk about the, the two parties, right? Like, so especially in the mentor relationship. So you, you obviously have the mentor and then the mentee. Um, but for us also, we, we add in that parent and guardian. So in our program, um, Jason Slattery, who's over the mentoring program, he meets with all three parties and says like, hey, this is this is a standard that we have for you. And that means it's a one-year commitment. You're going to meet 10 hours a month. Um, in a nutshell, we want you mentor to um, you see this as a discipleship relationship. So, you know, talk. Talk to your mentee about going to church. Talk to them about prayer. Um, and then also demystify human existence as an adult, right? So take them to go grocery shopping. 
Right. Take, take them to maybe go to a dry cleaner. Like really share life. Do life together. All right. And then with the parent and child, we ask them like, hey, are you okay with this? Are you okay with having someone whose two goals, a parent is, is going to be to be able to share their faith openly about Jesus with your child and to help them be a productive member of society. So right now, primarily help them through school. Right. And it's like, yeah, most parents are like, yes, that sounds great. And then we ask the child and, and we have stopped relationships because the child says, no, I don't want a mentor. And that's okay because we realize that we want to give people the opportunity to step into the responsibility that's truly theirs. So we'll we'll tell that parent or guardian, like, hey, you can talk to little Ernie, and if he changes his mind in a week or a year, we're still here. Um, well, this this reminds me of a story on your website about uh, mm-hmm. Rob and CJ. And Rob is a yes. mentor who has come down to the Dream Center to work with you all. And he says, you know, it, it's a, he got involved through church volunteering activity. Mm-hmm. But he says, if I'm honest, it's a work in progress. I'm willing to spend time with CJ, and he's willing to cooperate with me. And it's real because, you know, it's a mutual relationship. It's one built on... You know, on faith is what grace really is what got it started. And he says, it's been a joy in a lot of ways. And just to see, you know, positive improvements, to sh- you know, relationships to structure that CJ wants to invest in himself. Mm-hmm. T- tell me about one or two other stories that, you know, strike you that you remember through the your time at the D.C. Dream Center. Yes. So, you know, we um, had a volunteer appreciation uh, just um, this month or this month and just was uh, so blessed by hearing the testimonies and the stories. So I was thinking about Rachel Lamb, one of our mentors who um, took that commitment serious, right, about, hey, I'm going to be with this person outside of just a year. I know I committed to a year, but this is a relationship that I'm going to pour into. She moved to PA outside of Pittsburgh and still will come to D.C. to see her mentee and to reach out to her and to be with her. Now, the thing is, is like I think about Rob, I think about my own relationship um, and, and Rachel's, you know, they're not all perfect, right? And, and I want to make sure that people understand that. Um, but what and who is, is Jesus and the gospel. And so that's what keeps us going when when things happen that are truly out of our control. Um, for, for us, it's like, hey, well, praise the Lord, I have prayer. And, and I have hope by being able to share with the saints what's going on and they can encourage me. But also I'm, I'm thinking about Gilbert Wong, who's another one of our men- mentors who stepped into Sebastian's life. And Sebastian is a model student. He's he's a great kid and he's going to be an awesome young man. And so it runs this the gambit. And I would say it's really, it ebbs and flows. It's like the ocean. Right. You know, honestly, relationships are like that. And, and I think I'd be disingenuous as I'm saying, like, everyone is awesome and it's great. And it's 100 percent all the time. It's like, oh, come on, now, artist. That's not true. Right. And this gets back to your habit of hope, because yes. as you say, it, you know, it it can come and go every day because, look, these are people who come to the Dream Center. They need stability. They don't have it. They need mentoring. They don't have it. They need someone to pray with. They, they may not have it. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes every day, and that gets back to this idea of hope and grace. Correct. Which is, mm-hmm. we're given to serve, and that's a blessing. And we have hope that, you right. know, if it's not today or tomorrow, it's 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 in God's plan. And we're all participants, just like you came from a career to yeah. this, you know, <laughs> to build this up and become yeah. the director. You know, I also like the, some of the great stories you have, Jason and Genova. Mm-hmm. Jason says, look, he's been mentoring uh, Genova for seven years. Mm-hmm. And says, that's a commitment that's changed uh, lives. 
Yes. And and really says, you know, we've been together for seven years, and I've loved seeing him. Uh, you know, Genova, his greatest strengths, warmth, uh, kindness. And Genova says, I met Mr. Jason, and you know, he's made me into a better person. And he says, I feel like he's a father figure to me. And and that's probably, you know, on one extreme, and then there are other extremes where, you know, again, this is a, a habit of hope mm-hmm. that you have to be committed to and be open to experiencing. Yes, it is, and I like like, and I love that you pulled that out because with Jason and Genova, they have an amazing relationship, and Jason is uh, newly married as of last November, and Genova was there, um, it, it in the wedding, you know, and helping out during the wedding, and it was it was great just to be able to see that because like the to demystify, I think the the gospels is what we have an opportunity to do because it's relationship, it's, it's about friendship, it's about doing life on life with each other and so you know what our mission statement it starts off with one person at a time and that's so key because we we aren't trying to say like hey you know bring in 10,000 people we're going to churn out 10,000 you know believers of Jesus like no this this is a lifelong journey now if if someone on day two of Jesus being in that tomb would have looked at the disciples they would have said man (laughs) Jesus failed like these guys are some bums maybe John is okay but everybody else I mean they didn't do too well but day three and beyond it's like what a success so we, we need to realize and extend that grace to people when you, you have your expectation that might get shattered. That's okay. Are you working for your expectation or are you working to see the Lord do something amazing in someone's life? Hopefully, that's what we pray for, that we can actually see it. But we have to be okay uh, not to see it, just like Moses. Like Maybe we'll see it off in the distance or maybe we'll only have the hope of the promised land. But it's like, hey, I believe in the faithfulness of God. I have faith in the faithfulness of God. And I really feel like that's what, you know, being a place where hope becomes habit, that, that's what it means for us at, at the Dream Center. Yeah, we've got a time here. We've got one question uh, in from Twitter. Uh, listener uh, Joanne says um, have folks who have been mentored in the program ever come back to uh, be mentors themselves yes um, we, we have had the amazing opportunity um, to have that happen where, where people have come through the program and have come back not only to be mentors themselves but also volunteers now at the Dream Center um, we have two young ladies Ajane and Alea who are who are juniors in high school and uh in our community and in their back volunteering at the dream center and so they grew up uh hearing about this community center hearing about this dream center being in the southeast white house and now it's a humongous praise for us to see uh this new generation here serving alongside of us which is just great uh, look, give us some ways. We've got about uh, three or four minutes. I'd like to get into the call to action part of the show. We always ask our guests to give our listeners some tangible calls to action. But what are some ways listeners can get involved in volunteering with your organization? What are some things you all need? You, you brought me this calendar of events. You, yeah. Places hop in every day. I mean, there's <laughs> yes. Bible study. There's there's uh, jewelry making, music, art, karaoke. Uh, it, it's just karate. It goes on and on. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, first and foremost, we, we just need committed people. And I, I can get into the details of that. Uh, we, we need committed people who really see this as their personal ministry, who really feel called by the Lord to, to be in an inner city urban context and say, hey, I just know I'm supposed to be showing up. Right. Like and it's like, okay, great. You know, you're moldable clay and we can use that right now. So and we need volunteers to be at our reception desk. I mean, to be honest with you, um, we get a lot of calls. 
we got a lo- we have a lot of people coming in uh, with questions, and we need people to to be there to man that, and uh, we need mentees for our mentoring program. Um, we really need children. Um, we've been blessed to have a lot of adults who've, who've stepped up, but we need children. And, and I'll say, like, for our programs, I know people have asked before, like, oh, is this only for people in Southeast? We're like, no, if you can get here physically, um, you can be a part of, of the Dream Center. That That's the, the real point uh to to be focused on yeah any partners you want to give a quick shout out to i, I know you mentioned uh oh national gosh. community church and uh, mark batterson's group purple strategies anybody else you want yeah, to give a quick shout uh, out yes to? yes yes uh peter cho at uh chick-fil-a as as well he's uh he's a uh, own operator of chick-fil-a on maryland avenue i encourage anyone and everyone to go out there and, and get some chick-fil-a please um also our partner um mary center they provide Counseling at the Dream Center, which is amazing for us. Another partner we have is AGAP Anacostia Gracious Arts Program. We have some amazing volunteers in Staten Park and Iris, and I mean the the list goes on and on. And I, I should have wrote down names um, to be able to to say them all. But I, I just pray if people listen to this and they know me and know my voice, um, I love you and I thank you for following the Lord's call on your life to to perform your act of reasonable service in his name and to his honor. So I just want to say thank you to everyone that volunteers, regardless of the time, regardless of the day, because like you said, Saul, there's something going on seven days a week. I mean, we have wrestling on Sunday. And like, so it'd be great to have some folks who, who want to participate in that as well, if there's anyone out there. All right, Ernest, thank you so much. As always, time flies on this show. Yes. Um, It's been great, and I love what you're doing at the D.C. Dream Center in the Southeast White House. For listeners who want to find out more about the D.C. Dream Center, visit their website at dcdreamcenter.com. This show will re-air at 8.30 a.m. this Sunday. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes at Grace in 30. You've been listening to the Grace and 30 radio show on WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. Have a great night and be sure to tune into Grace.